Victor filled a box with a dozen cinnamon and glazed donuts and a bass guitar jumbled over a scattered beat shot through with the squeals of a saxophone. The Miracle Man laughed. Not what you expected? Larry asked. Took a sip of his coffee. Turned to Victor. Can you turn that crap down or put on some 105.9? Victor put the box and a large coffee on the counter beside Colson. Looked at Larry, then at the older man. You both want soft rock? Fine. He turned the dial. Drive by the cars came on. 650, he said over his shoulder. Without taking his eyes off Mr. Nobody, Colson took out his wallet, pulled out a 10, handed it to Victor. The Miracle Man spoke. So, what'd you think, huh? I could absolve you of all your sins, erase the child murder by neglect, the vehicular manslaughter, sexual assault, and stalking charges? And now you see me. You see something else? As Colson reeled, he reached for a donut, grabbed, then despite his returning nausea, took a bite. Held it in his mouth. Rick Ocasek sang, Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Only you could do that, the Miracle Man said. I can give you an opportunity to do so. That's it. Colson chewed, struggled to swallow through the lump in his throat, took a sip of the coffee, forced it all down. The self-hatred at standing in the mercy of someone else. Colson never didn't need others, never made the right choice, never asked for the help he did need. And he paid for it. And others paid for it. A faceless child in a coffin. A single mother. Who knew who else? Tears welled up in his eyes. Larry spoke up. You know the problem with Jesus? He only suffered for a little while. And the man didn't sin hardly enough. What? Once or twice? Just to appear human? He'd have got way more followers if he made himself more believable. An obese nurse told the boy formerly known as Dougie Free to get back in his bed. An obese nurse hit the ground with the boy formerly known as Dougie Free on top of her, biting, chewing, swallowing, blood spurting all over the place. The blood eased the itch and the pain, somewhat, but also further energized him, propelling him forward, crashing through an oncoming security guard a former military man who spent nights playing Call of Duty and daydreaming he got killed back in Iraq. He ran, hurling himself down the hall. As he found the stairwell, he caught a wisp of an old creation myth about a god crash-landed on a planet, crawling injured toward a body of water, knowing his death would burst his body open, release his microbes, and form the foundation for life in this world. You sure you want him deciding in this state? Larry asked the angel, but the angel didn't blink. Colson held on to the counter with one hand, sweat and tears on his face. Samsara, Colson said. That's what some call it, yes. That's what I get. Off this wheel for good. Just hand me your wallet and keys, nobody said. Wait, you can't tell me what happens? No one can, the angel said. They might see the resurrection. They might see the 
patron saint of failed social workers. A judge and jury could throw the book at Colson Timothy, and Colson can take all the time in jail to decide. Visions? Nobody, the miracle worker said. Don't come sequentially or with explanation. Keys. Your best option. Colson pushed away from the counter, turned over his wallet and keys. And with the disease? Colson started before Larry cut him off. No one knows what will happen. The agent chimed in. The ugly and the beautiful of the human race. Of course, Larry said. You could go out there and get eaten by cannibals. Nobody turned to the angel. Last time. The angel nodded. Last time. Just drive as fast as you can, and you'll see what needs to happen. That I can say. The boy, formerly known as, came bounding barefoot down the stairwell, taking three or four steps at a time. The miracle man backed away from his twin, exited the donut shop with a nod to Victor, who nodded back, something close to a smile on his face. The boy, formerly known as, felt like a diseased rat, brain hijacked by a parasite, sending him to die to spread itself, make copies. Out on the sidewalk, the miracle man pressed the key fob, found the beat-up car with the Florida plates, got in. He closed his eyes, for a second, then started the car, backed out of the space and onto Main Street. Just down the street... The boy, formerly known as, burst through the hospital door, came running barefoot up the road through a blur of cars and faces, screams of shame and horror and half-recognition at the pop star out of a coma, and in a blood-covered hospital gown. Crazed. Wise. Diseased. You gonna pass out? Take another donut, Larry said. Without thinking, Colson brought the cup to his mouth. Only a few cold drops of coffee remained. From outside, he could hear the sounds of traffic, a Chevy Malibu starting. Inside the place, the hum of the air conditioner, low down by Boz Skaggs coming out of ancient speakers. His own breath. David Douglas Friedman headed north on Main Street, an image of the Portland Bridge flashed in his mind. He couldn't see the people staring from the sidewalk, the cars in the street. The miracle worker saw him as a blur of white light running, the shape from his own visions, an exit in the form of a person. Up ahead, an ambulance came flying west on Washington Street, just before the middle of Maine at the intersection. Close to the boy-shaped blur, the miracle man felt the world go quiet and clear as he aimed for Doug pinning him against the side of the ambulance. The video loops eternal, showing up on every social media platform, streaming across the planet before the regular news outlets could catch it. The ambulance, dug free running, barefoot in a bloody hospital gown. The miracle worker crashed the spill of bodies, organs, the fast-forming crowd surrounding, a human hive, conjecture in the comments section. The Messiah or his look-alike, Doug's coma, disease, death, the birth, the becoming, the half-dead walking up the street to the site of the crash. Hashtag, if Pontius Pilate owned an iPhone, hashtag new religion, 
Hashtag the Clash of the Titans. Hashtag my God. The angel nodded at Victor, and Victor came from behind the counter, locked the door, flipped the closed sign before he went back to his place and turned the radio off. Coulson faced the glass separating him from the world, heard the sounds of post-accident commotion outside, the shouting, the screaming, the sirens. A sickly woman appeared at the front window, followed by a man, heavy-set and half-dead. Then a woman, who, aside from her gray skin, looked just like Anissa Rahmani from Florida News 5. Coulson stared at her, and the agent smiled. Everyone's got at least one copy of themselves walking around. Coulson moved closer to the glass, and the woman stared back at him, her eyes full of both emptiness and gravity, wisdom and nothingness. Victor, Larry, and the angel kept silent for a long moment. Coulson could no longer hear anything but his own breath, until, finally, Larry broke the silence. You ready to do this? Coulson walked toward the door.